Good Sunday morning, everybody. What's going on? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Just dropped off my son at uh, church band practice, and I uh, thought I would go ahead and drop a podcast in your lap here instead of listening to a podcast on my own. Um, I want to talk today about uh, determining pricing on baseball cards. I've gotten a lot of questions recently, uh, private messages, uh, DMs, emails. Hey, Tanner, how much do you think this is worth? How much do you think this is worth? What's this worth? So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, go over a few methods to tell you how much uh, certain cards are worth. And if you can't find them because they're ultra rare, I'll give you some other um, suggestions as well. So first of all, if you are an eBay seller and have a seller's account, when you click on selling, um, you'll actually be able to find a link that says research. You, uh, what a lot of people don't know is that as an eBay seller, um, you have access to Terapeak. Terapeak is a real nice seller's tool. Um, it allows you to see what happens um, from a sales perspective over the past 365 days on eBay. Um, so if you've noticed before, um, a lot of people use this uh, nefariously or ignorantly um, uh, when they go to eBay they click sold prices and they see what items have sold for uh, if there's a card that has taken a best offer they don't tell you what the best offer was so for example I could put up a King Griffey Jr. 89 Upper Deck PSA 10 rookie card for $1,000 or best offer and sometimes depending on if you're on a uh, computer or on a phone uh, you might see it as sold and it might show as having sold for a thousand dollars when in actuality I may have only sold it for five hundred dollars um, so it really kind of gets a little tricky sometimes so uh, what you want to do is hit Terapeak if you're an eBay seller um, if not there are a few other ways of doing this um, so obviously you've heard of worth point probably you could do a uh, subscription there it's a little little on the pricey side um, another way to do this is you can go to sorts of s-o-r-t-s-o-f dot com I believe they have um, sales data over the past three months if I remember correctly um, which is great so which by the way an eBay seller account just to have the research tool in my opinion is probably uh, you know worth it right there um, but anyway, so sortsof.com is a free way of doing it. Um, and uh, by the way, if you do vintage cards, you can go to cardtarget.com and uh, that gives you a great sales history as well. There's also uh, VCP, I think it's vintagecardprices.com, if I remember correctly. Um, that's a paid deal, um, so you'd have to pay for that, but that also tells you uh, uh, you know, tells you prices on vintage cards. Now, the problem is um, for and guys, like, correct me if that uh, domain is, is wrong. I, I I don't recall. I think it's vintagecardprices.com. But uh, pwccmarketplace.com. It used to have a very powerful uh, tool to show prices as well. It's, it broke as of mid 2018. Um, I also posted a video on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Tamman Baseball Fan. Check me out. Um, on how to check prices, but that also is broken. So um, I think eBay is trying really hard to kind of keep the uh, actual sold prices under wraps for some reason. <laughs> um, so, but to 
dig a little deeper, um, you know, and, the, and there's one more, uh, one more website that I, that I know of out there. I just don't remember the domain name. So check the forums guys, like Google it, um, search it on the forums and you should be able to um, ascertain what that other website is if these others aren't doing it for you. Um, so finally, the last thing I want to talk about, um, as far as sales prices, um, you know, you really do have to do more researching. It's kind of like, uh, what I talked to Dr. James Beckett about, um, you know, several weeks ago on my podcast and his as well. It's not just, uh, you know, check one place. There's a lot of places, um, that you should probably be checking and what they're selling for the frequency how many have sold. Um, all of that is extremely important in trying to determine the cost of a card, especially when it comes to a rare card, because you might have somebody that's new to the hobby and overpay on a card. So the last thing you want to do is uh, have one person that's new to the hobby that overpaid set the price on um, another card, because uh, you know, even for example, let's say uh, somebody comes in and is like really pumped about Canseco and wants a rated rookie card. So they decide to drop $30 on the first Canseco card that they see because it's like overpriced on eBay. And the next person goes, huh, well, I've got a Canseco rated rookie. I'm going to try to sell it for 30 bucks or they try to sell you a Canseco rated rookie for 30 bucks. You might say, well, you know, hang on a second. Sales data um, you know, shows that $30 was an outlier. It wasn't really the norm for the price. And so you could show them data. So of course, again, like I was saying though, the problem is, is when it is a super rare card. Now, when it comes to a rare card, you might not be able to quickly ascertain the value of that card. So there are a number of things that you could do. Um, number one, you can find other Conseco cards or Griffey cards or whoever you collect. Um, and take a look and see how frequently they sell. Um, and find out uh, they're similar to that card that you're looking for and see what they've sold for, uh, as well as try to determine the kind of popularity of the set because a lot of people don't understand this, but the popularity of the set itself um, is really going to set the tone in many, many ways for the actual value of the card. I'll give you an example. So the, uh, um, I brought this up before, um, my uh, E90-2 Honest Wagoner, 1910, um, beautiful card, arguably more beautiful than the T206 card, nearly as rare, yet the T206 Wagoner is obviously wildly more expensive, um, like, you know, multiple, multiple, multiple times over. So, um, and a lot of that's going to be two things. Number one, the, the story, the mystique behind it of, you know, why Wagner's card was, was, uh, pulled from production. But number two, also it's because it's the most famous set in the world. It's the T206 set. Um, whereas the E90-2, uh, not many people have heard of that set before. It's very small. Um, you, you have like it, I, if I remember correctly, I think it only, um, uh, commemorates the, uh, world champion pirates. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on that. Um, T206, it's got, you know, 524 cards or something like that. If you, uh, if you factor in the big four, uh, Ty Cobb, Cy Young, Christy Mathewson, Walter Johnson, um, you know, so Napoleon Lajue, Trish Speaker, you have like all of the prominent hall of famers there basically. 
Um, so, you know, it's it's going to play into the value of, of that card for sure. So um, there are two ways that you can do it. You can almost see it as a grid. Number one, you can kind of determine the, uh, you know, like what uh, other similarly rare cards of that same player go for, but also what other cards in that set go for. So if you go for, let, let's say, for example, a 1997 um, Pinnacle, uh, totally certified platinum gold card. That can be a really, uh, really expensive card, depending on who you're going for. Um, and I'll get into another uh, another piece, uh, you know, regarding that as well in a second. But um, so you might not be able to see a whole lot of cards for sale. So uh, in that set uh, of a certain player. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, if you want to look at, for example, the Alex Rodriguez. Um, interestingly enough, Alex Rodriguez in that set has sold, uh, or maybe it's nice select certified, has sold like way more than the Canseco. Um, and so, guess what? The Canseco is going to be worth more, or going to sell for more, just because not all of the big time um, uh, collectors of Canseco have have their copy yet. Um, so that's you know something else to keep in mind. Um, so something else that you want to take a look at is like, what do the common sell for? Do the common sell for a dollar? Do they sell for twenty dollars? That's going to tell a lot of uh, the popularity of the actual set itself. Um, if it's a if it's not really popular set, you know, commons can go for a few pennies or dollars, something like that. But if you see a set where the commons go for ten, twenty dollars, you might think, okay, well, let's really take a look deeper into. Uh, you know, into the set. So something else, there are some cards out there, you know, like it or not, you're just not going to find any sales data off of. And it's going to be very difficult to uh, determine the, the value based upon other similarly rare cards uh, of that same player or other cards in that set. So another thing, you know, that I like to do sometimes is just pull some buddies of mine that, you know, or other collectors that, you know, maybe aren't buddies even, to see what their thoughts are on value. It's it's no longer a situation of, okay, let's check Beckett and see what it is. No, because buyers don't care about a single uh, you know price point um, if they really, really want a card. There's a lot of cards that um, you know, over the past several years uh, that have sold for X amount where I would pay way more um, and sometimes way less depending upon the card uh, so, you know, I'm not looking at book value or anything like that at all. And there's a lot of uh, collectors like me as well that they don't, they don't care what the book says, uh, so to speak. That's not going to dictate. If they want a card and they're afraid that's not going to pop up for a while and they worry that there's going to be you know, a lot of other competition, then guess what? <laughs> they're going to go high for it and they're, they're going to laugh at whatever the book says. Um, so, but like I said, Dr. James Beckett said basically... Uh, the same thing, he said, you know, look, you, you've got to look in multiple sources um, because there's just a lot of places that cards are selling now um, and the price differencing could be like wildly different, especially on more expensive cards. So um, with that said, I hope that helps you guys out in determining um, pricing. It is, it does take a lot more work than what we're normally used to. Oh, let's go to page 56 under the 19, you know, 90 leaf column of uh, of you know Beckett or Tough Stuff or whatever it doesn't work like that anymore. So um, especially when it comes to super rare cards, the cards in the price guides might have said uh, no.
no price and do scarcity. <laughs> so uh, anyways, good luck to you guys. Um, hope this helps and I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday.